0: Today's episode of Down to Dunk is brought to you by Central Bank. Strong Roots, Endless Possibilities isn't just a statement. It is Central Bank's past and future. It is their successes and challenges. It is more than 110 years of service that spans across 140-plus locations. Strong Roots, Endless Possibilities. That means that they're here for you. Learn more at centralbank.net. Member FDIC. I'm Deontay Burden, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamaru Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke
1: Dort, and I'm down to Dort.
2: What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Basley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Sheikh Gildas alexander I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. On you.
0: Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. It's a fry pod, but not your typical fry pod. I've got Jay and Taylor, myself, Alex Spears. Uh, Luke's working so he couldn't be on the pod. We recorded it during the day on Thursday because Friday, today, is my birthday. It's also my beautiful wife's birthday, so shout out to my wife and her birthday, uh, but anyways, half of this audio that I recorded was unusable. My Zoom crashed, and everything was not great. I couldn't; I wasn't on half of it because I couldn't get away from something. And then I came back, and everything was just a mess. And I corrected it, and then I, we recorded the other half of the pod. So short pod, short fry pod. But I promise we'll have more content for you next week. McKelly and I will be back on Monday, hopefully uh, answering some questions, talking some positive news on the NBA coming back. Uh, Wednesday, we will have another trivia game where we uh, the FryPod crew is just gradually just pulled apart because uh, we're beginning to just hate each other out of competition. And then we'll have a regular FryPod, hopefully with the whole FryPod crew. So thanks for listening. We very much appreciate you guys continuing to listen and subscribe to our show. Have a great Friday. Talk
1: to you guys again on Monday. Okay, so we have to talk about what I think is one of the most important details that come out of this chapter, which is that we actually have documentation from this period that Presti, Sam Presti and Oklahoma city thunder were the originators of the process capitalized capital P process. The problem is that instead of coming up with something catchy, like trust the process, as it turns out Presti's, much more verbose saying was quote, you have to believe in the process, which he apparently said multiple times to a lot of different people. Kevin Durant was familiar with the idea of the process, but it, it never became a thing associated with Presty and this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Even though it should have Hinky stole it.
0: He did. He and Hinky are close though. Like that's a that's a thing. Is that Do you Hinky?
3: think he let him share it?
0: The process Hey joining the
3: podcast slam through. Slam through
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sam Presti is the originator of the process. The only only reason that it never really caught on is that the process took like three years. (laughs) And so it didn't seem like a trust the processing. It just seemed like we didn't have to trust anything. No, (laughs) we just we got Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And that was the process. I mean, look at what they had. They had Jalil Okafor was the second pick in the draft for them. You know, and that's where they're like, okay, guys, we're going to have to trust the process. We know this guy with upside down ears is no good.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, that's asking a lot more of the fans. It is the
3: question that you're going to have to ask about the Thunder now is Sam Anderson makes that connection between boom town and that boom culture of Oklahoma City. And how does a boom culture handle a long-term meticulous process? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought that was by far, at least in terms of what is relevant for today's Thunder, the most interesting part of this chapter, which he just gets done talking about Presti's process. He's he's manicuring the balls one by one. That <laughs> sounded weird. He's uh, you know what I mean. Turning uh, Manscape <laughs> at Manscape manicure your balls one by one. <laughs> he's making his teammates sign a code of conduct. He's doing everything so meticulously. And yet, he says, by 2012, when confetti was raining down on the people and players of Oklahoma City, it seemed like there must have been some kind of hiccup in the space-time continuum. Entire generations of basketball progress had been compressed into four short years. Rookies had bloomed into instant stars. No one important ever got injured. ESPN ranked the Thunder the number one franchise in all of sports. The Thunder's luck was so good that it seemed to transcend luck. It seemed like magic. The fans began to invest their fanaticism, not only in the players on the team, but in the reclusive red-haired man at the top. But then he says this, it was all thrilling. And yet the euphoria was at least partly based on a deep misunderstanding. Many people in Oklahoma City worship Presti, not because they bought into the process, but because the process had been in this case so explosively successful that it looked exactly like a boom. For all his meticulousness, Presty looked like a gambler with a scorchingly hot hand. Surely this misunderstanding would be revealed in time and what would happen when it was? The culture clash would be fundamental. The process is for people who trust time. Boom is for people who don't. And it's so funny that, you know, this is talking about almost 10 years ago and we haven't even gotten to this point until right now. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now. This is when the culture clash It's about to happen, and we still don't know the answer to his question. What would happen when it was revealed this entire time that Presti is who he's been saying he was this whole time? Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, we saw some of it at the beginning of this season, what it would look like, right? Because there was, like, factions of the fan base kind of splitting.
2: He better not
3: trade Chris Paul, man. You know, and... Oh, do you like it now that they're losing, Andrew? Was right. oh, it really hard for you whenever they win, you freaking loser? <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: See, I mean, that's going to happen. At some point, that will actually happen. And I don't know that anybody could have predicted that the Thunder would have been as good as they were this year. Uh, but someday, the process will happen. It will happen, except for Jay. Jay knew. Um, I knew it. I knew they'd be the <laughs> also, seed in the West. Also, do you guys think of Sam Presti as a redheaded man? We already
3: discussed this, man. We already no, talked about no, this. Not okay. redhead. No. Okay, good. We All said right. that there needs to be a fine line that strawberry blonde people are not redheads. Yeah. like redheads are like redheads, yeah. not strawberry blonde. Yeah, Taylor not a redhead. Strawberry blonde,
2: pale skin, ginger, gingery. I think some some ginger, ginger gingery.
0: Yeah, yeah ginger teddy. i I'd never thought ah. that until I until I read this chapter.
3: No, I know. No. Okay, um, we don't have to talk about um, it. But yeah,
1: one more thing on the on the <laughs> process. I thought it was so interesting that in his very. First official press conference, Presti literally said, we want to initiate a process. Like this has been with him from day one mm-hmm. in how he's communicated what he's going to do to fans. And we saw it in the letter
0: that <laughs> he wrote to last fans. summer. <laughs> Due to fans. What are <laughs> do
2: sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> he's I'm sorry. doing this to us. <laughs> yeah.
1: What is he doing like to he, us? We, we saw it in the letter he wrote uh, <laughs> last summer. Like we've seen it at every single point along this this continuum of Sam Presti. He's always brought it back to this idea of the process and this long, drawn-out thing.
3: And And we still don't get it, is my favorite part. Like, it's pretty clearly what he is going to do because it's what he is always going to do. And we're still like, I don't know, man, maybe he just makes a run with Chris Paul for the next three years. (laughs) Nope.
2: As soon as he can get anything out of Chris Paul, he's done with him. Well, it's funny because he keeps, like, Accidentally falling into success when he's trying to get out of it, he's like, "Okay, I got Chris Paul. Let's see if we can move him somewhere. We have a little bit of time." And then they're really the good. Really good. It's like they're fun to watch. Dang it! See, and I- then there's the pandemic, and we have no idea what the NBA is going to look like through this whole thing. It's like, will he ever, will he ever be able to initiate the process that twenty nine year old Presti talked about? I think,
0: I think so. I think this year was never going to. They, I don't think they ever had the, the true intention of this year being a process year. I think this was always going to be a transitional year. I think that's what they had in mind. Could something have changed that if a team stepped forward and said, hey, we're going to give you two first-round picks for Chris Paul. Yep, let's go. That didn't happen. And so I think that this was always going to be what it was this year. And I think <laughs> the in- <laughs> and the, the intention now is to... I mean, it's always been to maximize your assets. And they couldn't do it at the trade deadline with Gallinari, so they didn't. And, so, and sometimes, like, maximizing your assets, maximizing what you can do, is trying to make the playoffs and seeing what you can do with this particular team.
3: Yeah, win a championship. Go and win the,
0: go and win the title this year because Chris Paul is one of the best 15 players in the NBA.
3: And they have Andre Robertson coming back. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, that's that's
0: that's something.
3: Yep. Basley on muscle watch. We get a whole postseason in the middle of a season. Yeah. This is one more year that LeBron has aged. Mm-hmm. You know, what He's if, Taylor? out, man. What if, He's Taylor? freaking out. Between
2: that and the Michael Jordan stuff, LeBron is just melting down right now.
3: <laughs> he has spent the last nine weeks in his cryo chamber. Yeah. Waiting to be reawakened.
2: Yes. Uh, I thought gonna...
1: one other detail uh, just at the very end of this chapter, he kind of brings it back to James Harden and the, the conversations that were going on between Preston and Harden and a detail that I had just forgotten about was that preseason game where Westbrook and Katie sat and it was seen as like an opportunity for Harden to show what he could do in the lead role. And he was two of 17 with 13 points, almost all those points made on free throws. Um, which in some respects like did give them a glimpse at what James Harden would look like. <laughs> Most of his points would be from free throws. But it was just so funny that like that game was seen as so important. Like even Darnell Mayberry wrote about it like Harden got to see what life is like for a max player. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one game, it was a preseason game. Like I I know it didn't Hopefully, it didn't have any effect on their ultimate decision, but that would be a stupid, stupid point of uh, uh, some evidence to make that decision with. I
0: promise you you that that was that was. There's no chance that that was a something used in favor of trading
1: him.
2: I promise. We'll never know. We'll never know for sure. We'll never know. Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew,
1: No, no, no. no. I promise. We'll never know. Andrew Darnell said that game was a red flag.
0: Mm-hmm. I, there is there is zero chance zero chances. That so that here's my case.
3: here's I think the the thing that always is really hard with the Harden trade. Harden was good, um, borderline great when he was in Oklahoma City. But so much of the evaluation on Harden the Harden trade is is a hundred percent in hindsight. You know, like he turned into this multi-year MVP, all-star, all-world player like, and all of that. And so it really looks even worse in hindsight. But in the immediate moment, people were questioning it, but not to the extreme that it is now where it's just so blatantly embarrassing. Am I wrong? That is that just me painting uh, that with like rose-colored glasses?
1: Yeah, because when I went back for the trivia, um, in particular, go read Royce Young's article right after that trade was made. He is not positive at all. And then go read what Bill Simmons said right after that trade. He had his own um, article on it. He thought it was like one of the worst trades he'd seen. So there was that that voice out there from notable people, and including Royce, who's you know obviously closer than anyone else.
2: Yeah. Do okay. you guys remember? I was also just thinking, reading that Darnell thing. I thought about the first two games that Harden played in in Houston because I was watching oh, it so closely, and I just I pulled it up right here. First game in Houston. 37 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds on uh 56% from the field, 40 from 3. The very next game, 45 points. Yeah. <laughs> 15 of 17 from the free throw line on 14 of 19 from the field. And I was just like, do you guys remember when those happened, what you felt like? I remember just being like, "Oh no. What did, <laughs> right. what did we do? What did he do oh, to us?" No. It's also
3: why it felt so good whenever Hashim to beat Blocked a shot and got in a fight with them and got kicked out of a game. Yeah. That felt great. Wasn't that that uh, season?
1: Yeah, that game was so awesome. I mean, yeah, one one, best
0: one best? reason why we could make the Harden trade not hurt that much right then is because we still had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Serge mm-hmm. Ibaka. Like we and had they this, were
3: throttling people that and season they were too. yeah
0: that was their probably best season together. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so it,
0: but imagine if you had freaking James Harden too. Yeah,
1: it'd
3: be a little different. A little bit, it'd be pretty good.
1: Hey, was the least surprising a detail in this chapter that um, Sam Presti once personally took six charges in a single
3: game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. That's why I love Nick so much. It makes so much sense. Yeah. He gave Nick a job immediately. As soon as he returns. it's like, ah, no, you, don't, you don't even me. have to live here. You don't even have to live here. You can live in Seattle.
2: <laughs> yeah. Andrew, would you, if you were on his
1: basketball team, would you have signed his code of conduct?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah.
3: Would you That's have been annoyed though, as you signed it? Probably.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, Who is this guy?
3: Yeah, was exactly. he
2: even the best player? if he was the best player, it's different. But was he the think best he was. player? I, I really was he was. Was. do the it best players was, he, on the team take ca-
0: do they take six charges in a game, the best players?
3: No. He was the captain of the team Good point? <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> out of like pure leadership bad. skill. Yeah.
1: That's we gotta funny. go look up his stats. The press- I'm on so it.
3: so to transition us a little bit here, we don't have a ton of time, but when you look at some of the developments over the course of the last week in regard to reopening the league, what are some of the feelings that you are getting as you hear? One of the things that really stood out to me is, is, and I can't remember if it was Shams, we'll just say it was Shams reported, that they're to the point now where players are like, hey, and if somebody gets a positive test, like they just are out of the game and we just act like things like it's just an injury report. Did I am I crazy to think that I came across something that said that?
0: No, I mean that's that's been reported is that it it will have to be treated like an injury. Like let's say someone like sprains their ankle, they're out 2 weeks. It'll be treated like that. I mean that's how yeah, out 2 to 3 weeks covid. That's what it'll be. And you have to be comfortable with that idea. And it's going to be weird, and hopefully nobody big time gets it. But if they do, it's just like when Chris Paul pulled his hamstring in the Western Conference Finals. And that sucks. It's not fair. It just happened. And so it's just – if they are going to come back, that it has to be something you're comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable with it, then maybe they don't come back. But my – I would guess that they will – they will have a vote of some sort with the players and they will come back and that it will that it will happen and they will – you just have to live with it. I mean, that's just – there's no good option. There's no great option to this. There's no way – there's no foolproof way to keep people from this. But if you want NBA basketball, if you want to finish the season, then there's going to have to be some risk you have to take.
3: And I feel pretty – I mean, I feel pretty confident that they're going to come back the timeline is who knows but if they if they feel like they can kick this all the way until august or into august and maybe even september like they'll definitely come back yeah feels like the momentum is most definitely headed in that direction and now one of the things that uh, adam silver did say is they're going to try to make a decision in the next few weeks and so we should have a little more clarity on what that looks like before too long
0: yeah we could know as soon as next week but for sure within the next 3 weeks isn't I it
1: cool how important Chris Paul is in all of this. Like it feels like the thunder are personally involved in every decision that's getting made. <laughs> yeah. Even though he had that role before he came to the thunder. Well,
0: it's crazy. Like the amount of people that were linked to the thunder that were on that call. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's true. yeah. That's Kevin
3: Durant, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul,
0: James Harden. James Harden was not on the call. Oh yeah, that's true. How do we feel about him not being on the call?
1: It makes well, me laugh. I mean, he's one the of the top player on his team anymore.
0: One of the top five players in the league not on the call and
3: I mean so here's my favorite part about that don't you think that don't you think that if Chris Paul's the one that organized the call that there was definitely some pettiness in the reason that James Harden it's like Isaiah Thomas being left off the 92 dream team yeah this is James Harden being off the 2020 COVID call
0: (laughs) yeah because I mean you could say well they just had one representative from the Rockets well LeBron and AD were on the call so
1: apparently they're both (laughs) leaders and James Harden's just not a leader not a leader, guys. That, good that's news. not insignificant.
0: I would just say that that's not insignificant that he wasn't on that call.
1: Is he this generation's Isaiah Thomas? That's a good question, but without the rings,
0: that's a good question. I mean, I mean, even guys like, I mean, Steph Curry and Damian Lillard, who are not fighting to be in the playoffs, like those teams will most likely not be in the playoffs. You know, we're on the call, so it's uh it's it's it is not insignificant and it's very interesting <laughs> that he was the one of the one of the top guys
2: left off. Taylor. <laughs> I found something. Okay. I found the final 1997 Division 3 men's basketball <laughs> statistics report for yes. Virginia Wesleyan College. Now 97 was Pressy's last year to be there, so one would assume it was his best year, right? Older uh, has had time to it's to, now I Emerson guess, College, minutes. right?
1: Yeah. I thought he went to Emerson.
2: Well, they must this, have changed names. This is it for sure. I double checked, I fact checked it. Uh, it, this is it now. Uh, he was 19 and he took a total of 36 attempts the entire season, scored six. His percentage from the field was 17%. Uh, he averaged 1.4 points. Um, his free throw percentage was 17%. I think that's wrong. Um, he, only made three of his fifteen. Three. You fact check 10s. this? Are you sure? You fact check this, <laughs> dude? I'm. Uh, listen,
1: how could he have gotten six charges? He's younger than me, right,
3: dude? How this was is for the whole... He was class of two thousand. Yeah, so we're the same age.
2: Full season record right here. This is the full season.
3: What season was that?
2: Ninety seven. The was last year team. he attended no college. The last year. If he If he he's attended. the class of two thousand.
1: And he's class of two thousand.
0: How can
2: he be playing college ball in ninety seven? I don't know why is he nineteen and 97? in ninety seven, in co- in in high school. Why don't you why don't you fact check that? Wait, why are you Virginia high- Wesleyan high- college? college? He's not in high school. He's in college. This is college. <laughs> Where do we get <laughs> class of two thousand from then? Who said that? I don't know. Uh, he went. He graduated in 2000 with a bachelor's degree in communications from Emerson. Presty attended Virginia Wesleyan College from 95 to 97. First, and then he oh, went so to Emerson mad. after that. Oh, but he also played basketball at Emerson. I gotta look that up. No, I'm Frank already on it. on it. Oh, wow,
1: it your story is falling apart. Oh, no, is, these are still he, true. So yeah, but he was probably a, a sophomore then.
2: Well, he did go to Emerson. So, Jay, find the Emerson uh, stats.
1: Yeah, this is
0: a
3: deep dive that I don't really want to make.
2: Tune
0: in next week as we Google things that no one cares about. (laughs) Hey, Tim, you were
1: were correct about uh, Rob Hennigan, though. In fact, there's been nine guys who played at Emerson who are now in the NBA in some capacity.
3: That was me, man. Oh, that was you! Oh, yeah. Shout I'd out to Jay. Credit. He said, "I'm pretty sure he said that on the Woj Pod." Woj Pod. Yep. Woj Pod. And Hennigan was supposedly really, really good. Like, led his high school team to state championship, and was uh, maybe in the Hall of Fame at Emerson for how good he was. He's a terrible GM. Wow. Which I appreciated when we. I thought
1: he did on. great. I thought he did great. I love the Surge <laughs> trade.
3: <laughs> the Surge trade. He did do great. Yeah. It's The most I important think- trade ever. I think
2: Sam has uh, erased all of the stats from the internet. I think he's gone back and uh, I think he's cleared it's them. It's certainly possible they did not record them and put them online. I mean, that's certainly <laughs> possible. Let's, well, why was there 97 from Virginia Wesleyan online? <laughs> Some to ponder. Uh, okay. Twitter
0: question from at JJ underscore zero five underscore. What is the best little
1: Debbie snack cake?
3: Oh, dang, man.
1: Uh, I would go with, uh, wh- what are they called? The, are they Nutter Butters? The wafers?
3: Nutty Buddies, yeah.
1: Nutty Buddies.
3: <laughs> Those are good. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a lot of snack, too. That's two pretty hefty sticks of Nutty Buddies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I used to tear them apart uh, one layer by layer, yep. and eat the individual layers, and put the individual layer all the way in my mouth, <laughs> sideways no. so that it stuck my cheeks out, and then I'd eat it.
3: That was a uh, that was a school snack staple for me. Yeah, for real. It
1: felt substantial. It felt like you were eating like a meal.
3: Mm-hmm. They so would always like sell them individually too. Like you could just go and buy like one of the packs, you know, for like a yeah. dollar. Mm. So here's the uh, here's your other options. You have cosmic brownies, which are good. I prefer the ones with the pecans on them normally. Oh, pecans, yeah. if oh, you yeah. will. You have oatmeal cream pies, the uh, original. Like that's when you th- I, when I think Little Debbie's, I think. Oh, milk cream pie. Those Am I crazy? Not crazy. Gross. What else do you have there? You've got the little fudge rounds.
0: Yeah. Got zebra cakes. Zebra, zebra, cakes. zebra cakes. Zebra cakes is definitely
2: a big one. Oh,
3: zebra cakes were up there, man.
0: You guys into star crunch.
3: Yep. Oh man. Yeah. So I'll, maybe I here's a better question
2: through these for breakfasts throughout high school.
3: Is there a mm-hmm. single bad one? Are there any of the little debbies that aren't good? I don't like muff. I don't like their muffins. Yeah, that's not really a little Debbie. Get that out of here. Muffins. Star Crunch.
0: What are the mini muffins? Is that what you're talking about?
3: Yeah, but that's not yeah. a little Debbie. Did little Debbie do muffins? Yeah, they do it. Little Debbie does everything, man. Tune I'm in next at, week because we.
1: I'm looking at something called raisin cream pies. That sounds gross. I
3: don't want yeah. that. Yeah, no thanks. Little... Swiss rolls. Oh my gosh. I forgot about Swiss rolls.
0: Swiss rolls are good.
2: Yeah.
3: Swiss rolls are real good. Man, there's a lot of good options here. Donut um, sticks, like the donut sticks.
2: See, someone ranked uh, 21 little Debbie snacks, and uh, I want to, I want to see what you guys think about this. They ranked number one, Nutty Buddy. It's a solid. Number it's, two, Swiss roll. Yeah, I think that's right.
3: Yeah, I'm okay with that.
2: Number three, apple fruit pie. Haven't even had that. No, nope, not I have pie. had it,
3: but that's not top three. Come on, bro.
2: Number four, crunch donuts. Get out of here with oh, this. what, what is about, this? What about the Christmas tree cakes?
3: Yep. So, see, good. those are pretty much, see, it's kind of the same thing. Like they have the red, white, and blue cakes. They have all sorts of things. They're all zebra bars, holiday zebra bars.
2: But I feel like the Christmas trees are just a little bit better. Yeah, because they have the sprinkles on them. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's, there's a festive aspect of it, you know?
2: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for
0: listening to our podcast. Make sure <laughs> that you follow us on Twitter at <laughs> Down to Dunk. Make sure that you are subscribed to The Athletic. Right now, there is a free trial going on. for You can get, what is it, three months free? Come on. Sign up. If you haven't done that yet, if you haven't subscribed to The Athletic, please do that. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you guys
2: again on Monday. If one of you guys are hackers and you can figure out Presti's Emerson stats, please send them to me. I really want to see them.